0: in the hope that with God's grace and mercy, we can become the living, breathing, wonder-working saints that the world so desperately needs today. Hey everyone, Christina Simmons from Say Yes to Holiness here. So, as I had spoken about in my last uh, episode... I am trying a few different technological uh, advances, uh, upgrades, I hope. And so what I'm gonna do is I'm just gonna go ahead and record myself doing the podcast and sharing, as I have before, food for the head, heart, hands, and feet. So I hope that you find this to be of great value to you. And one of the things that I wanted to focus on uh, is, continuing that theme that the Say Yes Summit opened up about, which is how can we be agents of healing and transformation in our world today? And I think it gives us a good foundation upon which we can really be thinking about how can I say yes to God's invitation to enter into the vineyard alongside him and to bring about the salvation of souls and also For me to be growing in holiness alongside him so buckle up and i hope that you enjoy this episode so without further ado the food for the head comes from saint john pope john saint john paul ii can't even speak (laughs) so he says only in christ can men and women find answers to the ultimate questions that trouble them only in christ can they fully understand their dignity as persons created and loved by God. And one of the things that I think is so important about this is that this understanding of who we are, actually I speak about it in my book, whose we are, is key to doing any kind of work in the vineyard. It is key for us to understand that it's only in Christ, with Christ, through Christ, that we're going to actually be able to embrace the fullness of our dignity as persons, as human persons who are created and loved by God. And I think so often we miss this. Uh, So often we see a need, which is a good thing. Um, I see a need and I'll, I'll go to try and fill it. But many times, what happens is, is that we start seeking answers for the needs, for the questions that we find before us in some place other than Christ. Now, what might that kind of look like? Well, kind of simply, you know, the big questions, you know, who am I? Um, what am I made for? Why am I here? Those big questions, Jesus answers them for us. He is the answer to all those big, deep questions that we have in our hearts and minds and souls. And he's the one who can heal and transform us. So what it is is that Jesus is like the pair of eyeglasses that we put on to be able to see the world in such a way that we're able to transcend our limited human perspective and be able to see things but particularly people from God's perspective. That's what Jesus does for us. He allows us to be able to see the brokenness, the woundedness, the evil, the you know uh, the disorderedness that's all around us. And we're able to not associate a person with the act, but to see the person as the beloved son or daughter who they truly are. And for us to engage with that person versus engaging with behavior now does that mean that we just set aside the behavior and we can no that that's not what it is at at all but rather we're seeing people as god sees them and then we can recognize their inherent dignity and treat them with respect one of the greatest things that we can do for people right now in particular is to see their value beyond what it is they may be able to do and simply value them for who they are. This is one of the greatest gifts that we can give our brothers and sisters in Christ is to tell them, you are beloved, you matter, you and your life have purpose and meaning. You were created to have a mission in this world that no one else can do. We need to share that. But first, we've got to hear it ourselves. And if we're struggling with our own answers, if we're struggling to truly grab a hold of that identity of whose we are as sons and daughters, then we need to go back to Jesus again and say, Lord, heal me of my unbelief, increase my faith, help me be able to see myself as you see me, so then I can see others around me in the same way. And that's what we're supposed to be about. So as I transition, our food for the heart, and our food for the heart, comes from one of my favorite saints, St. Maximilian Kolbe, in his writings. And he says, The rosary is a very sublime prayer because by reciting it, we reflect upon the mysteries of faith. Moreover, the more one is keen and competent in matters of faith, the deeper one can reflect on these mysteries and be led to discover in them an ever growing number of practical tips for life. <clears throat> so, this brings up all sorts of different complaints and, you know, different things that people might struggle with when it comes to the rosary. And the fact is is that the rosary is the farthest thing from a boring repetitive prayer. How do I know this? Because I used to believe the same thing. <laughs> And it's only by being able to come to a deeper appreciation, the more that I've come to know, the more that I'm able to then, as I meditate on either the particular mystery of that decade, um, you know, for whatever day it is and whatever mystery it is, or to meditate upon a truth of the faith. So that's another aspect of how we can approach the Rosary is we don't necessarily just have to only meditate upon the mysteries, but rather we can take different pieces of the Catechism. We can take other spiritual writings, like for example, Saint Maximilian Kolbe's. You know, quote right here. We could meditate upon this. Um, so, for example, the Rosary is a very sublime prayer because by re- reciting it, we reflect upon the mysteries of faith. I could pray a decade and I could say, Lord, am I allowing it to be a sublime prayer? Am I truly entering into the mystery that is present here as I sit in the school of Mary alongside you and Mary and the communion of saints? So it's a way for us to be able to meditate, to enter into meditation. And it doesn't, it's not a repetitive you know, prayer that you're just repeating for its own sake. Rather, it's a repetitive prayer for us to internalize and to truly make our own that prayer. Hail Mary, full of grace. Blessed art thou among women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, mother of God, pray for us sinners. Now, at the hour of our death and as we repeat that for those words again to become more and more our own but one of the biggest things is is that we need to be attentive to how are we entering into one of these most beautiful opportunities that we have to meditate upon the life of Christ there's a reason why the mysteries are the standard Meditation, you know, that we use when we are praying the rosary. And that's because as we move through the life of Christ, we're able to meditate upon how it is that Christ exemplified, modeled for us, you know, how it is that we're supposed to live this human life. So we begin with his birth, all of the mysteries that surround his birth, move into the luminous mysteries. Thank you, St. John Paul II, for giving us those luminous mysteries. And then we move into his passion in the sorrowful mysteries, and then the glorious mysteries, keeping our eyes upon where it is that we're going and what is the potential, the possibilities for us. So as we continue to reflect upon the mysteries of faith as we continue to learn more about them then we're integrating it into our own life but also we're gaining increasing clarity about how we can live out our lives again people say well how is that possible where's the practical tip well when you're praying the rosary, as I said before, you're sitting in the school of Mary. You're sitting in the same school that Jesus sat in, where he learned what was necessary to go about living daily life. So if we open our hearts and minds to Mary, then she's going to instruct us just as she did her son. And it's always Mary is bringing us closer to her son. It's never about her. It's always about drink, bringing us ever closer to her son. So, next is our food for the hands. And this is a little bit lengthier quote from St. Anthony of Padua in uh, the book uh, from the book Witness of the Saints. And Saint. Anthony said, "The man who is filled with the Holy Spirit, speaks in different languages. These different languages are different ways of witnessing to Christ, such as humility, poverty, patience, and obedience. We speak in those languages when we reveal in ourselves these virtues to others. Actions speak louder than words. It is useless for a man to flaunt his knowledge of the law if he undermines its teaching by his actions. But the apostles spoke as the Spirit gave them the gift of speech. Happy the man whose words issue from the Holy Spirit and not from himself. We should speak then as the Holy Spirit gives us the gift of speech. Our humble and sincere request to the Spirit for ourselves should be that we may bring the day of Pentecost to fulfillment insofar as he infuses us with his grace by using our bodily senses in a perfect manner and by keeping the commandments. Wow, there is so much here, but I want to reflect upon a couple of things. One is that how we witness how we go about serving with our hands is going to be different for everybody. There's not one way to bear witness to Christ. In fact, I'd say there's 8 billion ways of how to witness to Christ. If you think about all the people that are on earth, each of us is a unique and unrepeatable sign of God's love and mercy in the world. And we're going to be that sign in that unique and unrepeatable way. This is the different languages. These are the different languages and it can be done in a particular way with humility, in poverty, in patience, in obedience, When we are speaking in those languages of coming and meeting someone in their poverty, of coming and meeting someone in their humility or with humility, to do it with patience and to be obedient, then what's happened is is that we're revealing not just our own virtue, which is through God's grace and our openness to being able to allow Christ to live through us, but we're witnessing to them their own capacity. This is called social contagion every time that someone sees us do something that is good and true and beautiful living a virtuous life then it elevates them to the ability to know that they are capable of doing such a thing well and then when more and more people do it it spreads it's like that you know a uh, stone in the middle of a lake of where the ripples go out go out go out but it's important for us to remember that our actions always speak louder than words. St. Anthony tells us this. He says it's useless for a man to flaunt his knowledge of the law if he undermines its teaching by his actions. We always need to remember, especially like as parents, that our kids are always watching. And it's never a do as I say, not as I do, but rather it's always going to be. I'm going to do as mom or dad does. In a similar manner, our interactions with other people around us does the same. And we need to always remember that when we are doing, when we're the act of being that sign of God's love and mercy in the world, we need to make sure that our actions are in alignment with what it is that we are speaking that our actions are in alignment with what it is that we say we profess. So, you know, one of the great things is that the Holy Spirit will empower us and will strengthen us and will give us what we need. The example St. Anthony uses here is how the Holy Spirit gave the apostles the gift of speech. So when we rely upon God to direct our actions, when we rely upon God's grace to give us the strength or the patience or the obedience or the humility to be able to encounter people and to see them as he sees them, then what happens is is that then our bodily senses, our body, our mind, body, and soul are in alignment and we're able to live in a perfect manner by and also keeping the commandments. So as we do this, um, as we're striving to do it little bit by little bit, God will give us the grace that we need so that then we can be in alignment with what it is that he tells us we should be about and how we should be living out, you know, his love and mercy in the world. So one of the things that um, I also wanted to uh, bear witness to is the fact that we have tons of opportunities to be able to encounter others and to be able to witness to others. So that's why we spend time first in daily prayer and meditation. Get God's marching orders for us of where does he want us to be today? And right now, for me, he wants me to be here doing this podcast for you. So uh, that's what I'm doing. So our food for the feet is from Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI. And he writes, if you stay united with Christ... Each one of you will be able to do great things. This is why, dear friends, you must not be afraid to dream with your eyes open of important projects of good, and you must not let yourselves be discouraged by difficulties. Christ has confidence in you and wants you to be able to realize all your most noble and lofty dreams of genuine happiness. Nothing is impossible for those who trust in God and entrust themselves to him. So I just wanted to highlight a couple of of aspects of what uh, Pope Benedict wrote here. And nothing is impossible for those who trust in God and entrust themselves to him. How important it is for us to remember this, especially in these very difficult times. Yes, we've had a successful and peaceful transition of power in our government, praise God. But the fact is, is that there is a lot that we need to be about. There's a lot of dreaming that we have to do. There's a lot of work that has to be done. There's a lot of important projects of good that we need to be about. And many people might be a little discouraged right now because they might be thinking, well, our society isn't exactly real open to people of faith. They're not real open to my going and doing things in the name of Christ. Well, the fact is is that when we are doing those things in the name of Christ, if they are what Christ wants us to be about, then all things are possible for those who entrust themselves to him. When Mother Teresa of Calcutta began her ministry of caring to those who are on the streets of Calcutta, She was not welcomed. In fact, it was a very difficult time initially for her because she knew this is what she was supposed to be about, but it seemed like all of the society was against her from doing it. Yet she persevered. This is what we have to do. We have to make the choice that the God who loves us beyond measure, he desires for us to achieve noble and lofty dreams of genuine happiness. He desires these things. He put these desires in our heart. It's up to us to discern our rightly and make sure that our desires are in alignment with the desires that he's given us and they haven't been disordered in some way from our original relationship that was broken with him. This is why we spend time in prayer. This is why we go to the sacraments. This is why we live that life of grace as much as we can. And then we add our work of striving for virtue and abandoning ourselves to his will. But it's all about being able to achieve those noble and lofty dreams of goodness and truth and beauty that our world needs. We can't give up on things or set things aside just because we think they might be difficult. Everything is difficult. We must persevere. There's nothing that's going to be easy in this world that's truly worthwhile. So now it might be easier because the Holy Spirit kind of greases the skids and paves the way, and uh, so things come together for us. But we always must remember Nothing is impossible for those who trust in God and entrust themselves to him. So I just kind of wanted to end a little bit, since this is a a taped podcast and I'm not having to do little segments as, as I normally have, but rather I wanted to end with my exhortation about the fact that we frequently need other people's help to figure out what God wants of us. In fact, uh, Father Jude Winkler in Meditations on the Holy Spirit, he speaks to that exactly. He says, it's relatively easy to sort out what's bad from what is good, but it's much more difficult to sort out what is good from what's better and what's bad from what is worse. The Holy Spirit gives us the counsel we need through external and internal signs of grace. Those internal signs of grace come from us being attentive to the four steps from us, that daily prayer and meditation, living that life of grace by frequenting the sacraments, striving to grow in virtue and abandoning ourselves to his will. The external signs usually come through people. God will work through circumstances and he'll work through people in order to give us direction. He'll give us aid. And that's one of the reasons why we need to be in community. We need to be continuously growing and seeking to come to a deeper understanding of how it is that God desires for us to live out this life to become holy, to become holy men and women, to become those saints that he created us to be. And to embrace that life that I talk and I speak to people about all the time to embrace the life that he created us for that life of purpose and peace and abundance. So oftentimes people will say, well, how can I go about doing that? And that's one of the reasons why I created my First Things First masterclass. In this masterclass, you're gonna have an opportunity to be able to each day with a short teaching and some uh, workbook pages for you to work through, you'll be able to get clear on what it is that God is desiring of you. You're gonna be able to be given a proper you know, path of what should I be about? and then we're going to talk about how to go about doing that, and I'm going to give you some practical skills and tools that you can then use in order to implement them into your daily life, and you're able to create a plan. So in anticipation of Lent coming up, what I've done is is that I have set up a, a First Things First masterclass for the week of February 8th. It's gonna be going on in the Smart Catholics platform, but it's gonna be a Zoom call. And then also uh, I'll live stream it into uh, the Say Yes to Holiness Today Facebook group. So if you're a part of that group, the Say Yes to Holiness Today Facebook group, you're good to go. But I invite you to come and join in uh, the Zoom call. And how you can do that is by going and registering So I really encourage you to register because what I'm going to do is that I'm going to be sending out the replay link every day in that email. And then you'll be able to watch it at your leisure if you're not able to join me live. So the link that you go to is HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash CS dash development dash group dot c k dot page forward slash seven c four four d as in dog five a zero seven nine again h t t p s colon forward slash forward slash c s dash development dash group dot c k dot page forward slash 7C44D5A079. So go and register now. Go so that you can develop a plan for Lent. That's the one thing that we need to do is we need to come up with a plan for Lent So that's the first thing, but then the other is, is that I can tell you that this masterclass will help give you what you need to be able to not just have a great plan for Lent, but to begin developing that plan in union with God So that you can take all those habits that you develop during Lent and sometimes fall by the wayside, but that way you can continue to integrate them into your life and continue to live them out so that you become that person that God created you to be. So that you can become the son and daughter with that unique and unrepeatable mission in the world who's going to be able to trust God and be able to grow closer to him and become more like Jesus this is our great hope. This is what we're supposed to be about. But we have to say yes. We have to be willing to say yes. So I hope that you make that decision. I will be praying for it in the interim. Keep being willing to step up and step into the world around you because it's together. It's together that we need to be so that we can continue to each do whatever it takes as we're striving for holiness. So together we can tell the master of death, not today. I hope that this podcast has served you. I look forward to seeing all of you again soon. And for those of you who want to reach out to me, I look forward to listening to your messages or getting your emails in the future. Have a blessed day. Thanks again for spending time with me today. If you have any suggestions for upcoming podcasts, please leave me a voicemail using the link in the podcast show notes, or message me through the Say Yes to Holiness Facebook page at Say Yes to Holiness, through my website at www.sayyestoholiness.com, or send an email directly to me at Christina Simmons at gmail.com I look forward to the opportunity to continue the conversation we have begun here in the interim please know my continued prayers for you and your loved ones especially that each of us may continue to strive to do whatever it takes in order to grow in holiness as we continue to tell the master of death not today I look forward to having a conversation again with you soon Thank you.